This is Anthony Morganti. Welcome to my podcast for the joy of photography. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. This is episode three. And today I'm going to talk about something that is, that is probably of more interest to the professional photographer. But if you are a photo enthusiast, I do think you'll find this podcast interesting. Specifically, I'm going to talk about where the state of professional photography is going. And if I had to put a title on this podcast, I'd probably call it like the cheapening of photography. And it really goes um, hand in hand with a lot of under other industries that have found that their product has been cheapened to the point that it's really not worth anything anymore. And I'm going to start out talking about stock photography. And those of you that listen to me uh, talk in videos and read some of the articles I've written know that I used to be a real big stock photographer, uh, specifically in the 80s with film. And back then we would shoot slide film for stock imagery. And we'd shoot slide film and I had an agent in New York. Uh, they were called Freelance Photographers Guild and I think they've changed their name or they changed their name to FPG International. And now I think they're out of business. But anyway, you would send um, 100, 200 slide images to them, and they would curate them and sell them. And you would get half of what they sold them for. And back then, the cheapest or the, the, the lowest check, the smallest check I ever received was $67.50. And most of the checks usually would average around 125 to 200 dollars and that was my share of the sale of my image well with the advent of digital photography uh we've seen these micro stock agencies pop up you know Sutter, shutterstock adobe stock alamy um dreams time there's dozens of them and now, if a photographer submits their digital images to one of those sites, they're lucky if they make a dollar or two from a sale. So that, you know, has been going on now for, you know, since really the advent of digital photography. Now, though, the trend is even more so in the direction of cheapening the photography. Uh, recently, I was looking at Instagram, and there's a professional photographer on there that I really admire. And I'm not going to say his name because I disagree with him and I really don't want to call him out. Anyway, he posted an Instagram story talking about a website called unsplash.com. Now, I never really heard of unsplash.com, although I did hear of another website that's similar to unsplash.com. Unsplash.com is a website. It's, it's a micro stock website where you could upload your images to be given away. You don't make a nickel on them. Not only that, whoever downloads your images could use them for any reason whatsoever and they don't have to give you credit. Now, that professional photographer in his Instagram story, he was explaining why we as 
photographers should not give away our work. And I agreed with him 100%. Everything he said, I agreed with at that time. But the more I started reading up on Unsplash.com, and I mentioned there was another site I had already heard of. It's called Pixabay. Pretty much the same thing. It's a micro-stock photography agency. Upload images. Anyone could download them. Use them for whatever purposes. They're full-resolution images. I conceivably could download a beautiful image here, like this one here, and I could, um, I could bring it to um, a photo lab, get a huge image printed up, and hang it on my wall if I wanted to, and I don't have to even thank the photographer for this magnificent image or that magnificent image. So it's really, um, as I mentioned, kind of my opinion too at the time that I thought these types of websites are horrible. Why would any professional want to give away their work? The more I read about it, though, the more I'm starting to realize that this is inevitable. Think of the record industry, the music industry. Um, probably, you know, in the 70s, they were living large, right? They were selling out concerts. Uh, ticket prices were at a premium. Uh, you had to buy their vinyl at um, the premium price. Uh, the artists were making money. The record company was making money. The studios where the uh, recordings were made. Those people were making money. There was a lot of money to be made by everybody. Well, along came the internet and along came Napster and Napster started file sharing and everyone started sharing their uh, audio files. And after lawsuits, 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 it's still really come down to um, Steve Jobs having a meeting with a number of record executives dictating to them that the worth of each of their artists' songs was 99 cents. And, of course, many of them didn't want to cooperate, but inevitably they had to. So think of it, uh, a musician studies years to be a master of their craft. They have maybe a beautiful voice. They're very talented. They spend hours upon hours of writing this beautiful song and they get 99 cents for it. And it just doesn't seem right. Well, they're still making money, not on the songs anymore. They make money on their brand, on them. So now you see a lot of artists giving their music away, just giving it away. Get a download of all their uh, you know, MP3s of their songs for free. The idea is they're promoting their brand. And then you're going to pay a lot more than you used to pay to go to see them in concert. That's how they're making their money. So the entire dynamic of the industry totally changed. It wasn't, the emphasis wasn't anymore on the record company. It's now on the artists themselves and their brand. And with photography, we're seeing this shift as well. As I was reading up on, um, on Unsplash, I stumbled across an article where Unsplash uh, um, announced that they received $7.25 million in funding to help build their community and promote Unsplash. And the more I read about it, 
some of these numbers are crazy that right now there's 400,000 photos on Unsplash. Now, that's not a lot compared to maybe Shutterstock, which has a few million, but uh, they've been downloaded 310 million times. Uh, Unsplash is now integrated in major creative pl platforms, including Medium, Trello, and 1,200 more. They have 12 photo downloads per second. Um, over 2,083 Unsplash photos are viewed across the web every second. Really, this is me telling you not to send your images up to a website like Unsplash or Pixabay or anything like those websites. It's kind of like a flea on the back of an elephant telling the elephant where to walk. It's just not going to do any good. So we really have to understand now that our photos aren't worth anything. Beautiful images aren't worth anything. Back in the day, you could go into Ansel Adams' studio and you could buy a photograph that Ansel Adams uh, took and processed himself. And it would cost you hundreds of dollars, which in today's money is probably thousands of dollars, and hang it on your wall. Now, I don't think Ansel Adams, uh, his foundation or his, you know, uh, whatever is left. I know I'm trying to say Ansel Adams has passed away. So whoever is running his estate and selling images, I don't think they're selling them like they used to for the amounts they used to sell them for. That's because your image isn't worth anything anymore. It really isn't. Um, Recently, I saw a friend, um, just an internet friend, not a personal friend, uh, mention that they were going to stop doing a type of photography they did. I think it was headshots. And they were going to just sell fine art photography. And I kind of cringed because it's impossible to really make any money just selling an image here and there. The images aren't worth anything. You could go to uh, Unsplash, Pixabay, find beautiful images. I, we're getting inundated with images nowadays. I uh, read recently that there's 1.8 billion, with a B, pictures taken every single day. This is numbers you really can't uh, fathom. So, we're in a, uh, now in a living a society that is getting inundated with imagery and it's very easily accessible and it's accessible for free. There's really, uh, if you look at it on the surface, it looks really bad for the professional photographer. Well, Napster didn't kill the recording artist. And I don't think Unsplash is going to kill the professional photographer either. But we have to recognize that the entire industry is changing. And you have to change with it. And if you're an older photographer like I am, meaning one who's been doing it for a long time, sometimes it's hard for us to recognize change. And then even if we do recognize change, we deny it and don't want to change for the better or change our ways to benefit from the new um, the new thing that has become professional photography. And I kind of think of it, 
I, I make fun of some of my friends that I've had for a really long time. They're still listening to the same exact music they listened to in high school. It's like they reach a certain age where uh, another generation has come up behind them and that new generation has their own type of music, their own type of dress. And the generation that we're in then can't, can't associate with that. So we can't like the new music. We can't like the new uh, fashion. Uh, we have to stay in our little cocoon that we were born into. So it, it's like that. I think that's some part of human nature, and I don't pretend to be a, a psychologist. But I think that has something to do with the way we are, the way we're, um, we're in our little tribe. It, for me, it's a baby boomer. I'm in my little baby boomer tribe. So it's difficult for me to like, um, you know, a band like The Used, let's say, or Blink-182 that was in a generation earlier than I am. But it's easy for me to like, like Led Zeppelin and, and bands like that, that were in the 70s and 80s. So... My point is that we have to, no matter how old we are, recognize that the industry is changing and we have to adapt to it. Fortunately for me, um, I have sons that are, of course, previous generations, and they're pretty spread apart pretty, pretty much. My oldest son is 30 and my youngest son is 20, and I get exposed to to and since I'm really involved in their lives, I get exposed to m newer fashion, newer types of music, and things like that. So I've always had a relatively uh, open mind when it comes to these things. So the more I started ex examining the industry I'm in, the industry of professional photography, I started to understand that there is a seismic shift in the way we will earn money from our pictures. We will no longer make money from a single image. Our single images, as I said several times, aren't worth anything, period. But we use those single images to build our brand. Our brand is us, Anthony Morganti Photography. Whatever your name is, photography, that is you. Whatever type of photography you want to do, that's your brand with your name attached. You use your images to promote your brand. Now, like the music industry, there's a lot of um, levels involved uh, as far as a professional photographer. For example, in the music industry, you have local bands. They just play locally. They record, they scrape, scrape some money together, they'll record locally, they give their music away, they just play local bars. Then... Maybe above them, you have some bands that play like 5,000-seat venues. They do limited tours. Then above them, you have bands that play um, you know, larger 10,000, 20,000-seat venues. Then you have the really the big shots. You, know? you have those classic bands like Bruce Springsteen, U2 that play, still play humongous arenas and things like that. Metallica play large arenas. So you have those you know, big shots. Well, in photography, you have kind of a similar thing. You have... Really, the local photographer who does local weddings, um, local headshots, things like that. Then, um, probably above 
that local photographer. You might have an editorial photographer who works for magazines that have a larger um, circulation, and they're doing images for these magazines. Um, Could be Travel Magazine, could be Time Magazine, could be something like that, anything. They're doing uh, larger, you know, types of... um, Their images are being seen by larger groups of people than just a local family that you took a wedding of things like that then above them you really have the superstars of you know photography Annie Leibovitz uh, people like that that are making you know a six seven figure uh, salaries a year um, doing photography all of this still boils down to is the individual image really isn't worth anything it's the brand and you have to build your brand and you could build your brand through a website like unsplash or pixabay or something similar by giving your images away Um, what i've been reading too and um there's one magazine i recommend if you want a magazine that doesn't have like if you go into the supermarket and go to the magazine rack and you look for photography magazines, all those photography ma- magazines are tutorial magazines, meaning there's, you know, uh, how to take, um, how to take, uh, you know, still life images, how to, how to take landscape images, um, stuff like that. All these are a tutorial type of articles. If you want a magazine though, that really talks more about the industry, um, doesn't really have any articles uh, that are tutorial, but they talk about the industry and the art side of photography, maybe a little more. Then I suggest a Photo District News magazine. It's PDN. Um, Photo District News has a lot of articles that kind they're kind of at the forefront. They'll they'll kind of give you an idea of what is trending, where the industry is headed, and what is um, going on currently. That professional photographers are doing and throughout the magazine in various articles I've been reading particularly over the last two years is a lot of people that are going to purchase the the uh, the um, they're not going to be purchasing images they're going to be purchasing the photographer they want to uh, the photographer to do work for them, they find the photographer, believe it or not, through Instagram. So what you would probably want to do if you're really interested in doing any type of photography is cleaning up your Instagram and promoting your Instagram. Make sure your Instagram is laser focused to the type of photography you want to work in. So if you want to be an advertising photographer, uh, editorial photographer, whatever. Make sure your Instagram is geared for that specific type of thing and learn all about hashtags where you will really um, hashtag uh, the image properly so it hopefully will fall onto someone's smartphone screen who could purchase um, not the image, but you, you and your service. They see something in your images that they think you could do for them for a job. 
So you, what typically happens is a photographer learns who the editors are of the magazines or the websites they want to work for, and they tag them in the images, and then they hashtag the images appropriately uh, so that it, hopefully the images get seen by whoever they want them to be seen by. Again, that single image isn't worth anything, but the whole brand idea is. So the point is that my knee-jerk reaction was we as professional photographers should not contribute to Unsplash or Pixabay or any of these places that give away our images. But the more I thought about it is it's like an elephant just walking straight ahead and it's going to walk straight ahead and there's no way you're going to be able to get to turn that elephant left or right if that elephant wants to walk straight ahead. So we have to figure out how to a profit with what we have and the idea again is you have to promote your brand and you have to use whatever is out there that will help you promote your brand unsplash.com will help you promote your brand get your images on there uh, you're going to have to understand that people are going to use your images for free you might one day turn around and one of your images is on a New York Times best-selling book. Your images are on in a movie. <laughs> you know, it could be uh, something and you're not even getting a credit for it. Uh, but that is something that you could put on your resume that the image was used here or there or whatever and it will help you um, solidify and promote your brand. So... I know I was a little redundant as I was speaking about this, but I hope I um, made the point again that our images aren't worth anything anymore, sadly. And those days of me selling a single image for $200 are gone. Never going to return. There's nothing we could do about it. We could uh, ignore Unsplash and not share our images with them. We could ignore Pixabay. We could ignore all those ways that we would be promoting ourselves uh, in that way. Now, with that said, I should add, many times a professional photographer, especially a local professional photographer, a wedding photographer, a, a portrait photographer, will get a, you know, a request from somebody saying, I have a huge family. Can you take my pictures for free? I guarantee I could get you a lot of work. Well, that's... That's just somebody trying to take advantage of you. So you, that, I still say you should say no to those instances. And those of you that are, quote, local professionals know what I'm talking about because that happens to all of us every, every week, probably. So that you probably should still say no. It's these other types of places like Unsplash and even Instagram where you would share your work and hopefully help use that uh, to promote your personal brand. Thank you for watching my podcast for the joy of photography. Remember, stop by my website, onlinephotographytraining.com. There you'll find all my latest videos and articles to help you improve your photography. That's it for now. I'll talk to you guys soon.